Hello, 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 and how are you all doing? This is your girl, Dr. Yvonne, here on another Tuesday to talk about some issues in the educational system that we don't normally hear about. Oh, it's private. How is Have to change that. I'm gonna have to go back in and fix that because it says the video is private on YouTube. I don't know why, um, but it shouldn't be. It should be open to the public. But I am here to talk about um, who is to blame. Who is to blame when we have situations in the educational system with our students? We have substitute teachers who come in and supposedly do a job. Hence why I'm so passionate about training substitute teachers so they can be effective in the classroom. But then we have the teachers um, and the students and the parents. I had a situation where I was out and I left work for my students to do. And I never, ever tell my students to give their work to a substitute teacher, nor do I ever tell them to take anything home with a substitute teacher because I never tell them to take it home when it's with me because I know it's not going to come back. So this past week I had, I was out and uh, when I came back, uh, I had my students, I was like, okay, where's your work? Oh, I gave it to the sub. I know that's a lie. Why? Because I've set up a place for you to turn in your work when you're done. And I told them, I have this in place. I set it up before the sub even came. So I knew they knew where to put their work because I don't want the issue because kids will tell you, oh, I gave my work to the substitute. Well, you don't know who the sub was. You don't have access to that sub. You can't ask that sub any questions as to where the work was or what they did with it. So I always give them instructions, you know, collect everything and paperclip it and leave it on my table and I'll get it when I come back. Well, this time I, I prepared some baskets for my students. There was an in basket and an out basket. And I told them, anytime you finish any work, Put it in the end basket. Once I grade it and I'm giving it back to you, it will be in the out basket. So if you have any work that's done, where does it go? In the end basket. Okay, so when I get back, I have students who've turned things in. It's not complete. How are you turning in work that's not even completed? You haven't even done all of the assignment and yet you're turning it in and putting it in the inbox as if you're done. Now, who's to blame for this? So is it the lack of monitoring of, of the sub that the students are telling them that they're done and they just put it in the basket because they said that's where it goes and they don't check? Well, some things are common sense and some things you, you would just think that someone would do instead of just taking the word of a nine-year-old saying, I'm done with all my work, knowing, because I know me as a teacher, I never leave enough work for my students to finish while I'm gone because I don't ever want them to think that they have free time 
when I'm gone, this is still a work day. This is still a day for you to get work done. And I usually give them something that's a review on something we've already learned. So it shouldn't be difficult for you to do, but it will be enough to keep you thinking. And if you're using your strategies, like marking your paper, uh, finding important evidence, highlighting, numbering your paragraphs, going back and finding the evidence to support your answer, it's going to take you a minute to get this assignment done when you're talking about reading maybe two, three pages, and then you have 10 questions to answer. That alone could take you a long time, but that's a small amount. Because on the STAR test, they're going to have two passages and 45 questions. And they're expected to do this in a 45-minute period. It's supposed to take them 40 minutes to do this test. Well, it takes my kids sometimes 20 minutes to do one question. Hence why when they take these standardized tests on the computer, they're taking them all day long because they have it written in the in, in the testing documents for them to be able to have extra time. Well, that extra time could mean however long they need within that day. But now you're talking about a kid who was taking four, eight hours, seven and a half hours to take a, a, a 40 question test or maybe even a 35 question test because the way the test is designed is however many, when you start getting them wrong, they give you more and they take you down. But if you're getting everything right, then you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to have less questions and it's going to get harder. However, we're setting our kids up for failure when we allow them to work on one assignment all day. But you want me to teach reading, writing, language arts, and social studies in a seven and a half hour period when it takes them seven and a half hours to finish a 10, a, a 10 question test. I can't do it. I've tried. I've gone through. I've given them assignments. I kid you not. Yesterday in class, we were working on an extended response. I gave them the meat of it. And I told them, I've been teaching them this since August. Whenever you have a written response and you have to use text evidence to support your answer, use the race method or restate the question. As, a, as part of your answer. Restate the question and put it in part of your answer. And once you restate the question, answer the question. Find the evidence. How do you answer that? Then once you answered it, go into the text, find the text evidence to support your answer. If your answer is correct, then you should be able to find text evidence to back up your answer. And that's the C. And the E, Explain why you chose this piece of text to end your, your, your response. I tell you, I did it with them. I walked them through it letter by letter, word by word. And when I finished, I'm like, okay, now you've answered the questions. Now you need to take this and put all of these answers together in a paragraph. You may have to change some stuff, tweak some stuff because you didn't answer the question as if it was flowing, but now I need you to write an answer that is going to flow. I kid you not, 25 minutes. It took 25 minutes to even get to the process for them to even break it down and answer those four questions or how to restate the question. So I realized, okay, I need to show you all or teach you all how to take a question and turn it into a comment 
or how to take a question and turn it into a a a sentence that's just a, a comment. They can't do it. They cannot take one thing and change it into another. That was the most difficult thing for them to try to do. So who's to blame for that? That they can't make that transition. Who is to blame for that? Is it the parents? Is it the teacher? I mean, because the teachers, as a teacher, I can say, as a teacher, I am doing my best to make sure they get whatever they need and that they understand what it is they need. But my issue is that I have students who do not know the four types of sentences. So it's difficult for you now to be able to take a question and turn it into a statement because you do not understand the four, the four types of sentences that there are. Because if you did understand the four types of sentences, it would be easy for you to convert a question into a statement, but they can't do that. So who's to blame? I'm going back and I'm reteaching these things because they need to know it. It's going to help them in the long run, but at the same time, now I'm deviating from the curriculum because that's not in the curriculum for me to teach. But there's a deficit in their learning the gaps that need to be bridged have to be dealt with in order for me to move them forward. See, all of this time, and we're getting ready, we're getting ready, we're almost at Thanksgiving. Next week, we'll be off for Thanksgiving. And then we come back and we have a few more weeks and then there's Christmas break. And then after we get back from Christmas break, they're gonna hit it running because we gotta prepare for star. Well, guess what? I've been laying the foundation all this, all this time. The first nine weeks, I'm learning that these kids don't know squat. And I'm trying to figure out how do I fix this without proper tools, without proper resources. So who's to blame? I just got them. What happened to in, in the previous years? Do I blame the other teachers prior to me? Do I blame the students? They can only do so much. They can only do what they're taught. They can only do what they're learned. So if no one ever taught them how to do this and they never learned it, how can they be to blame for it? Is it the parents? Parents, what are you doing? Because see, I have, and people, parents always ask me, how come you don't send home homework? Because if I send home homework, it doesn't come back. Prime example, I had <laughs> some of the students when I got back yesterday, um, I said, I took it home. Well, why is it at home? The substitute teacher said we could take it home. I never, I never give you all that option to take something home the first day I give it to you. And it's a packet and you're working on it. So that means you have time to work on it in class. You have time to work on it while you're at school. But what they want to do is they want to talk. They want to play and not get their work done. And then now, oh, sub says, oh, well, if you didn't finish it, you can take it home. Okay, so now we're going to keep playing and we're going to keep talking, but we're not getting any work done. Now, mind you, granted, I have no problem with you taking your work home. The problem ensues when you don't bring it back. You had a three-day weekend. Monday, you don't have your work. Okay, chalk it up to you, forgot it. No problem. It's Tuesday now. Where's your work? I forgot it at home. 
This is why I don't give homework. This is why I don't give you anything to take home if you don't finish it in class. This is why I give you ample time to be able to finish in class. Mind you, I don't give my students anything that I feel like they cannot complete in my classroom during the time allotted for them to complete it. The only way you cannot complete it during that allotted time is if you are not focused and dedicated to doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Now, I mind you, there are some who are struggling, but that's when I pulled into a small group and we discuss and we work on it and we work together and we walk our way through it. But it's not my job to give you the answer. This is another reason why I'm having difficulties getting grades to put grades in the grade books because the students aren't doing the work. I am. If I have a, if I have to teach it to you, lay it out for you, give you the worksheet or the work to do or the assignment, and then I have to answer every question for you, you haven't done anything. So how am I grading you? Because if I grade you on what you did, you have a zero. But they say, oh, well, they tried and they need this and they need that. We need to stop having crutches for these students and, and, and hold them accountable for them being able to get an education. It wasn't like that when we were growing up. Well, we just sit back and wait for the teacher to bring something for us to do. I had a student today and I just lost it. I told them to get in the computer so they could take a test. Log in. She's sitting there. I'm like, what you doing? They was like, she can't get logged in. Well, why not? Don't you know you're logged in? No. Well, what happened to it? You had it written down. Where is it? It got wet and it, I threw it away. So if it got wet and you threw it away and you know you didn't have it memorized and you know you needed to be able to log into the computer to take any test or do any work and you didn't ask anyone else to give you a copy of that again, what sense does that make? Make that make sense for me when you know you don't have it memorized. You know you can't memorize it. So you need it written down so you can see it, but it gets wet and you throw it away and you don't ask for a replacement. So now you're sitting here twiddling your thumbs and you don't even know what you need to do. And you don't have the common sense to even ask for help. Your classmates had to say something. Who is to blame for that? Is that on the teacher, the student, or the parent? But then we have parents who say, oh, well, my student, my child needs to learn. They don't know how to advocate for themselves. That's something you need to teach them. If your child knows that they struggle in something, I may not always get to them every time. Granted, I check check in with my students. How you doing? You okay? Good? You got this? You know what you're doing? You're secure. I'm going to ask, but I don't. I may not do it every day. I may not ask you every day. If you look like you're working and it looks like you got it, but we, we have to figure it out. And even after I told her to go get her stuff, her password and log in and all that good stuff, I had her go get it. She came back, she logged in and she's standing there with the computer. I'm like, okay, baby, so what? What's wrong? She was like, I don't know where to go. And I told her where to go, push this one. It's the yellow one, the orange one with the cat on it. Push that. That's where you need to go. Okay. Gets in, pops up. She brings me the computer. I'm like, okay, what? What do I do? Click on the hyperlink, on the blue hyperlink, and, and open the test and start. Then she looks at me like, huh? I'm like, baby, push the link. 
It's a touch screen. Push it, the test will pop up. Do the test. She's standing there waiting for me to push it for her. Who is to blame for that? That these kids have gotten to the point where they can't even do for themselves, that they need somebody to do everything for them every time they need to do it. You want me to go get the computer for you. You want me to log you into the computer. You want me to find the program that you need to work on on the computer. Then you want me to push the button for you to get the computer for the test to open. Y'all, who is to blame for that? That is not what I'm there for. Our students need to learn how to do some things. They need to learn how, you know, and the funny thing is, is everyone thinks that this generation is so tech savvy and they know how to get on the computer. They know how to play games. They know how to play video games. But when it comes to doing academic stuff on the computer, they're clueless. But then who's the blame? Is it the school? Because we haven't taught them how to use technology? Because they don't have a technology class, they don't have a computer class to know how to find the keys, and they don't have a keyboarding class to know how to type, to know where to put the fingers, to put the letters. So there's a lot of blaming going on, but we need to figure out who really is to blame and we need to fix it. We wonder why we have so many gaps in the educational system, because we have gaps in our instructional system. From top down, we get things, we, we talk. And another thing, we, we, we set up last week and created what we needed to do for our, our district assessment. We get the district assessment today and it's nothing that we discussed last week. So everything we talked about, what was the point of sitting in there talking about it for three hours if you were gonna do what you wanted to do? So now our students are getting a test that they're not even prepared for because that's not what we've been teaching them. Make that make sense for me. So who's going to be to blame when these kids failed us because they're not prepared because we're still teaching this poetry unit, but yet you've given them a, a final assessment on it. We just started it this week. And we have until we, we started it last week. And we had this week, two weeks to do it. And now we have a test on it and they're not even nowhere near where they need to be to be able to pass this test. But then if they don't pass it, oh, it's your responsibility to make sure they get to go in and make corrections or take it again. Wasting more time. We need to stop <laughs> doing all of those things because we are wasting time. But who are we going to blame for it at the end of the day? Who's being the blame? Who's the blame? Do we know? No, but I know who gets blamed. I know who, who gets blamed, and it's always the teachers. The teachers are always the ones to blame for anything that happens, anything that goes wrong. Oh, but if something goes right, district take credit for that. Higher-ups take credit for that. It's not the teachers. We get blamed for all the stuff that doesn't go right. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, is is a catch-22 with all of this stuff. The students don't know how to do the stuff, so who are we blaming for that? But I'm responsible for teaching them at a caliber level of understanding.
but they don't get it. They don't get it. So, again, who's to blame? How do we fix this? How do we fix it? Is it fixable? I think it is, but we have to take the time to be able to work together to make it work. We have to come together to make it work. Have to come together to make it work. But we're just going and doing too much blaming. Always somebody else's fault. Always somebody else's fault. So we have to make sure that we're doing what we need to do. So we can take the blame off of other people and make it work. Yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing students struggle. And everyone, everybody wants to play the blame game as to whose fault it is, but no one's fixing it. We got to stop blaming and start fixing. That's why we have so many gaps. What are we going to do to fix it? That's where we go from here. But you know what? That, that's that's my high horse. That's me. That's where I'm at. But I, I'm just here to do what I can do to help our students. And whatever I need to do, when I see that there's a gap in the curriculum and the kids don't get it, I'm going to go back and try to fix it. So I might not be where I need to be, but I'm where they need me to be so that they can be successful. All right. Yeah, well, this is your girl, Dr. Yvonne. And this has been my topic for the night. Who is to blame? Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And tune in next time for another episode of Teacher Talks Tuesday. Thank you for doing it.